Welcome to the Private Equity Show with Ace Chapman. With 20 years experience, Ace discusses own firms, recent activities, target industries, desired acquisition profiles, closing pitches, and more. Learn from other successful industry leaders and get the behind-the-scenes candid details about private equity funds, how they work, how they thrive, and how you can run one too. And now your host, Ace Chapman. All righty, welcome back to another episode of The Private Equity Show. Today, I want to get into where the industry stands uh, right now. I, I felt like it was important to kind of focus an episode on where the opportunities are and a little bit of a state of, of the industry. Uh, so, you know, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on right now and then where I see the future heading. Now, one of the things that we saw starting in 2017 is, you know, every year since there, there's been a record-breaking uh, amount of capital that's moved into private equity and the private market. So there's private equity, but then there's private real estate. There's, you know, probably investing in deals yourself. And there's just this mass exodus out of uh, just being in the stock market and into these private assets as people have realized that it's the, it, it's necessary for uh, where the market is heading. Investors understand that being diversified among a bunch of different assets that are traded in the market isn't true diversification because things can happen where those whole markets go down and you want some assets that have the stability that uh, are not tied to the ups and downs of the market. So that has continued. And if you look at the trend, it's been a huge uptick, even during the times that we're in right now. And I can attest as well. I mean, I I have been completely shocked at the number of calls I'm getting from investors uh, asking about my next fund, asking to put money into deals. Um, it's it's a time, it's a great time to be in, in private equity, which is one of the reasons that I am talking about this. Um, you know, as I compare getting in, and I was just talking to the folks in, in the private equity fund incubator about this last week, but when I look at private equity right now, uh, it just, it very much reminds me of looking at, uh, doing deals 20 years ago. And for me back then, there was just this feeling of, I cannot believe that more people aren't doing this. Now we've reached a point where there are more people doing it. And, you know, as, as with anything, there's more money out there, but, you know, it's chasing deals. And so one of the things that we have to do and what I want to talk about in this episode as well is we have to make sure that we're uh, do we're in a space that isn't too competitive and that we're doing deals that are going to get really great returns. Uh, and there's pressure from both sides. You know, there's a lot of demand for deals. There's a lot of cash from the top down. And then there are a lot of people doing deals from the bottom up. So what does that mean? Well, top down are the large private equity funds. They're getting more and more money. So that money is chasing smaller deals than they would have done before because they're chasing return. Uh, so whereas, you know, even five years ago, uh, the multiples for even a $20 million deal were much, much lower than, than where they are today. You know, at that point, they're about a five. You can find those kinds of deals. 
Now um, it, it's going up. And so the those deals have been chased to the point where it's more like a seven. It's tough to find that four or five multiple uh, uh, $20 million deal. It just doesn't exist anymore. Now, the other side of that is we're getting pressure from the top, from the bottom up. And so who are those people? Well, those are the people that have realized, okay, I can't depend on a job. I can't um, go out and, and uh, you know, just invest in, in my money in the stock market and think that that's going to be safe. Where can I put it? I'm going to go and put it in a private asset. So those individuals are, are out there just individually doing deals. And the exciting thing and why I think it's crucial, you don't want to compete against those people. They're you know, just to, to what it's called in the industry is dumb money. Uh, not to say that intellectually they're not smart, but you know, they're not experienced. They're just getting into deals. They've heard about buying businesses. So that's the dumb money that's coming into the market. Ideally, you're doing a deal in your fund. You can sell it to those people. Uh, and then, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, you have just tremendous amounts of smart money and only smart money in the sense that they are uh, sitting there and they're trying to figure out, okay, we're going to buy this business for 50 million. We've got access to this really smart capital over here and we're able to structure it this way. And we're going to be able to, to buy, pay more for this business because we have worked out every single tiny digit of interest, of uh, amortization, of depreciation, of tax benefits, of all these things that come into play that make the deal work. And where you want to play is in the middle of those. That's where the huge opportunity is and what I call uh, micro private equity. And I think that, you know, while we are doing these deals, in addition to just playing in that space, we want to make sure that we're on uh, the, the front of emerging trends. So one way to ensure really great returns is to play in the right space. So the first thing is playing the right game. You know, I made a decision a long time ago. Oh, I don't like the large private equity game. I also realized like, oh, okay, this buying a individual, buying businesses individually also isn't the smart game. There's a reason that the private equity fund space is how people buy these businesses. You know, it's either private equity or a uh, public company. You know, Warren Buffett didn't uh, go out and, and do what he's done as a, just an individual business buyer. Uh, Steve Schwarzman has it. He's done it. You know, Warren Buffett's obviously done it in a public company. Steve Schwarzman, Henry Kravis, all the billionaire private equity funds. And I've got to throw Robert Smith in there. You know, all of these guys didn't go out there and just, oh, I'm going to go do a deal as an individual. Um, there's a, 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 there are lots, and I talk about it all the time, but there are just so many endless benefits to uh, doing these deals as a private equity fund. And and so that in and of itself is a is a smart game. But in addition to being in the right game, you want to make sure that you're choosing the right deals. And part of that is making sure that you're ahead of emerging trends. So what's going on in, in the market right now? Um, you know, obviously there's COVID. That's having an impact. That's creating some some trends. But you just want to be aware of what's going on. It doesn't have to just be COVID related. It can be things that aren't related to COVID. Now, obviously, if you if you're doing deals right now, you're putting together a fund right now. You want to take advantage of COVID. Some of those 
emerging trends are e-commerce. You know, we're closing a deal right now on e-commerce. <laughs> People are buying more uh, than ever. And e-commerce is, we feel like it's this big deal, but it's still only 12% of uh, commerce. So there's a lot of room to grow. And while we're seeing this immediate growth, there will be some long lasting uh, growth because of, of what's going on. We know that remote work uh, is going to be uh, growing out. I was very fortunate that just because I use it for my business a ton, I knew when Zoom went public and I, I bought some stock, I, you know, I liked their platform. I'd use a bunch of them. Uh, now they're getting a bit overwhelmed because of it, but I was fortunate enough to, to buy some of that stock way before any of this happened. Now, uh, you know, some of the other things, outrageously priced education, I think that's out the door. Uh, when you look at schools, uh, I, I just think the colleges and going to a college, uh, you know, with, with COVID, you know, what they're saying is going to be true. It's going to eventually mutate. It's going to be an outbreak probably every year, even if we have a vaccine, blah, blah, blah. But there could be other things in the future that people are aware of. I mean, there's just a lot more trepidation about signing on the dotted line, being stuck in a place for four years that you've got to go to each year and go to a classroom where all it takes is one student to spread, walk through the hallways where the same thing, go to a cafeteria where all it takes is one person and thousands of people have it and walking through there, going to sports games, living inside a dorm. I mean, the, the, the whole university concept is like the ultimate playground for COVID. And then the, the final uh, trend that I think will be uh, interesting is just this whole isolation versus cooperation uh, internationally. You know, every country right now is shut down. Uh, we're in April right now. I was looking at several deals in Argentina, which I was excited about. Uh, right now, you know, I, I do have a couple of deals in Colombia. I've got a car wash. I've got a hotel. And in, you know, in Argentina, they just made a decision that they're not letting any more flights come in until September. You know, that could change, but that's what they're saying. We're in April and they've said, hey, we don't want anybody from another country coming in till September. So I think that uh, there'll be a period of isolation. And then in the future, it's going to take a lot of cooperation between the countries in order for international travel to continue. Um, there's just going to be um, uh, just a, a lot of things. I think that's going to create a lot of opportunities. There's um, just fewer investors, fewer people being able to get around. Uh, I, I think there are going to be some neat opportunities there. And then, you know, just opportunities in felicitating that cooperation between countries to be able to say, okay, this person is healthy, this person isn't, who should be traveling, who shouldn't, uh, all of that good stuff. All right. So those are all big trends. Like I said, the biggest trend of all of them uh, that nobody is paying attention to is the space that we are in, which is micro private equity and uh, creating these funds. But you want to combine that with a trend uh, that, that's happening in the market that, that's going to grow. Keep in mind as well that if you can figure out what your core competence is going to be, that's something that you can leverage. Because if you get into whether it's an industry, where it's a business type, whether it's, hey, all these businesses use SEO or all these businesses uh, take advantage of, of Facebook ads, 
in a lot of cases, those businesses create uh, cross marketing opportunities as well as leveraging your, your the talent in your business to grow all of those uh, together. <clears throat> and then I've talked a little bit about strategic leverage between the businesses. And this is so crucial. It's one of the things, one of the reasons that you can uh, almost force these things to be successful is if you buy businesses that are complementary to each other, those businesses can help ensure with, with each time you buy a business, that next deal helps ensure that the businesses before it are successful and the businesses before it help ensure that that business is going to be successful. So when you can cross market, when you can uh, uh, use the, the same talent, um, all of those things that go into each of those businesses and, and you can uh, kind of use them uh, between each other, that becomes a, a really powerful thing. You know, I've talked on uh, my YouTube channel. I've talked about how this is a one of the kind of sneaky tricks of, of, of private equity is that it, you when you've got assets in a business, that asset is able to be used by all of the other businesses. So that can be done from a decrease of cost standpoint, but it could also be done and to increase profit. So that's something to to keep in mind. Now, um, when you're looking at some of the, the industries, the things that I get excited about when comparing micro private equity to some of the larger businesses or larger uh, funds that have to buy larger businesses is those large businesses are the ones that are being targeted by Silicon Valley, by software. When they say that software is eating the world, you know, what that means is taking a look at Uber and seeing them uh, dig into the business of taxi companies all over the world, uh, seeing Airbnb dig into to those businesses. You know, with each one of these companies, um, they're digging into large industries. So you want to also, while you're looking for things that are emergencies, stay out of the way of, of those disruptors and try to find the businesses that are going to be disruptors. That's where you get the true power is if you can buy that small deal that a large bit, a large fund can't buy, you're going to get a lot higher return. And by definition, the large, large fund is rarely able to buy that small business because they need a business that's already generating a ton of money. And in most cases, it's going to be one of those stalwart businesses that have been around for a while and have built up the profits to be able to justify the private equity fund buying them. But those businesses could eventually be disrupted. So how do, how do you figure out when you're doing due diligence on these deals, whether it's one that's going to be disrupted or not? The key here is uh, three things. Number one, you want to stick to, like I mentioned earlier, your core competency and what your, your core leverage is going to be. Outside of that, it's having the network, the resources and relationships to be able to dig into what's going on in the space. And, you know, it's a big part of what we focus on. There's a reason that for 
for years that, you know, I've called our, our, what we do is like, we're building a network where anybody who's bought a business and done deals with us, we want them to be a part of that network for life because that is valuable expertise that they can bring to the table to give you a different uh, perspective as you're looking at deals. And so the key is uh, just staying ahead, even after you close the deal, staying ahead and um, just being innovative. You know, I look at one of the things that has crushed a lot of businesses in the micro private equity space is uh, the Amazon changing this commissions. Well, you know, we, we have a deal that while we were fat and happy with the Amazon affiliate commissions, we also started to do some outreach and, um, you know, get some direct uh, uh, advertisers and, and do some deals there. We also built an e-commerce component in that business. And we, we built uh, something on the other side of uh, FBA, or of Amazon with FBA. So when you're looking at the, the business you buy, you should have a plan of like, hey, what other businesses are we building in this? You know, another thing I was, we, we talked about last week in uh, Private Equity Fund Incubator is the idea that when you are, are buying a business, the, uh, you want to be growing other assets within that business. So, hey, if this is a, a blog, can we have a separate e-commerce business that generates some traffic from this, but also becomes its own independent business? Is there a, another business that we can buy that already has the talent to be able to build and grow that? Uh, you know, everything is through deals and thinking strategically, but you want to be able to create eight assets out of thin air. That's the goal of this. Uh, an another example of a large deal that did this uh, the right way is uh, Petco. When uh, the private equity fund that bought Petco bought it, they understood, hey, this thing is dying. And so they went hunting to say, okay, you know, we can get a decent return from Petco. It's probably going to eventually die. There's going to be a disruptor. Uh, so they went out, they found Chewy, which they've grown into this massive business. And so they made those complementary businesses together. And that's how you got to think in order to, to make this work. That's what the big deals or the small deals. Another private equity fund I, I think about is uh, uh, one that, that had, does a bunch of real estate. I'm sorry, it does some real estate, but it also does restaurants in the real estate. And in the restaurant deals, it realized, okay, this business, uh, you know, as we've got a lot of people that are making deliveries, you know, Uber Eats is kind of taking over that space. Why build their business when we can do use our restaurants and, and automatically have all of these restaurants sign up? You know, we've got thousand restaurants. We can have them automatically sign up for our own service. They went out, took over Deliveroo, and then have grown that into a whole another business. The key with all of this is that you've got to think strategically and plan on staying ahead. That's how you get those massive high ROI deals. If you're somebody who's interested in starting your own private equity fund, 
Feel free to check out acechapman.com. Uh, you can also visit me on YouTube. Just search Ace Chapman. And if you've got a burning question, uh, be sure to leave a comment and I will definitely get to it. If you enjoyed today's podcast, hit me with that five-star review. I greatly appreciate that as well. Thanks so much. And I'll look forward to chatting with you on the next episode. Hey there, thank you so much for checking out the episode. If you're somebody who's interested in learning more about private equity or even buying your first business, uh, be sure to subscribe and don't be afraid to send us any questions or put those in the comments. If you're somebody that wants to take action now, uh, feel free to visit acechapman.com. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Uh, because there we'll update you on news that's happening in the micro private equity space, opportunities that we see in the market, as well as events that are coming up, uh, like our live training events. If you want to reach out to me directly, feel free to hit me on Instagram. It's at ace.chapman or shoot us an email, ace at acechapman.com. Thank you again for checking out the episode. And like I said, be sure to subscribe.